Coming to you live from the east side of Bakersfield, California. This is the STS Podcast, and I'm Ernie C., the Gap Tooth Genius, and this is... Shoot that shit. Shoot the shit. You'll get the shit. to the STS Podcast. This is episode 9. And again, my name is Ernie C., the Gap Tooth Genius. Hope you guys are having a wonderful Wednesday. We're back. Returning listeners, I appreciate you guys so much. The podcast is nothing without the returning listeners. You guys were tuning in last week, and I appreciate you guys. New listeners, welcome to the show. I hope you guys are really... Um, you guys are ready for a great podcast today. Again, episode 8 was really great. One of our most listened to episodes. Really appreciate you guys. I really appreciate if you guys follow the STS Podcast 661 on Instagram and Twitter. I want to start making sure all the podcast news is going to be on the podcast formats. We're going to try to step away from my personal Twitter and my personal Instagram. We're going to try to put everything on these podcast pages. So make sure you guys follow the STS Podcast 661 on Instagram and Twitter. And I want to thank you guys again for keep ordering those STS shirts. I, I dropped off a few last week. Again, they're $20.00. So $20, get yourself an STS podcast shirt, represent the dream. This is nothing without you guys, and I really appreciate you guys tuning in. Returning listeners, again, I thank you guys. New listeners, keep sharing, keep telling people about the STS podcast. And we're about 10 days out from our last release. I just wanted to get the end game spoilers are going to be here. So I wanted to give people a little bit of time to watch the movie. That's a big topic for today. But I really want to give a quick shout out to our special guest on episode 8, Pablo the Shark Rubio. That was something that we've been working on for months, almost a year. And it finally happened. I was really happy to get Pablo on twice. I know the first time was kind of, I fucked that up, I'm not going to lie. Um, but that's te- that's technology for us, you know. So just to hear Pablo's story about you know how he came up under uh, Leo Santa Cruz, how he has Golden Boy in his corner, how he has Ron Artest in his corner, how he's overcoming this injury, you know how his mental and emotional state were, you know they're really vulnerable. After you sustain the injury, you lose two years, almost a year. I'm sorry, almost two years from your career, especially at that age, y'all. Um, he's gonna bounce back. He's gonna be a great boxer, and I hope you guys uh, one day in the future can look back at this interview and be like, damn. He was on the STS podcast in the, in the beginning of his journey. So, Pablo, again, thank you, champ, for coming on. I appreciate you so much, bro. One of the most listened to episodes that we had so far in the STS podcast. I can't believe we're on episode 9 already, y'all. This is going to be a great episode today. Let me just give you guys a little rundown. We're talking about the end game. And, man, talk about one of the biggest movies of all time. It's going to be really fun to discuss that with you guys. We're going to talk about some gigs. Again, shout out to Danielle and Thomas. The Thorntons, I'm sorry, I almost had to burp there. Thomas and Daniel Thornton, appreciate you guys for picking me to, to uh, play music at your special day. A beautiful event. Had lots of fun. Great hospitality. Great friends. Great family. You guys are rocking me all night. So congrats to the Thorntons. Again, y'all. Make sure you guys follow the STS podcast. And today we're gonna, gonna go over a few things, man. We got a, 
we got we'll talk about Endgame. We're gonna talk about you know my favorite moments and just the emotional investment I have. We're gonna talk about our new. We got some new hip hop albums out. We got a new, we got an anniversary for one of my favorite albums of all time, the Acid Rap mixtape. We're gonna talk about my new mix I put out, the EC3 compositions. We're gonna talk sports. We're gonna talk boxing. We're gonna talk. This is finals week for us college students. We're gonna talk about John Singleton, and I want to give a big shout out to my guy Dom. Dom and his wife Kat, they welcomed their beautiful daughter this week. So happy for y'all, man. I can't wait to meet her. Just it's been a crazy last 10 days. And um, again, if you guys can can please make sure you guys find the STS podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Anchor. We're everywhere, y'all. So we're gonna continue to push this movement, this STS podcast. It's live. It's gonna be ready to go. We're gonna make sure we keep hitting you guys consistently every week, y'all. Before we get into this pod, let DLC know what you gotta do. Alright y'all, this is a Lend Me Your Ear segment. We're here to converse lightly with no specific topic or objective in mind. A few topics I want to speak on this week. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, we got to talk about the biggest thing that's going on right now. I know it's not the Game of Thrones. It's the end game. Avengers came out on Thursday. Man, I can't even really put into words. I'm going to try to put into words. How I feel about this movie, um, I've seen it three times, believe it or not. Three times already, I know I have a problem. <laughs> it's been a fucking great, great watch. Great storytelling. Avengers Endgame, man. Uh, spoiler alerts. We're having a lot of spoilers here, okay? Because I want to discuss my top five moments in Endgame. And um, just, man, I, I think I remember... I do remember the first time we've seen um, anything Marvel. I know it was probably the Incredible Hulk with Norton, Edward Norton, but uh, my first memories were Iron Man 1 and 2. So I've really been a big Tony Stark fan. And man, Endgame was the end of a legacy, the end of a great chapter, and just not in just Marvel, you know, cinema history, but just in movie history. Uh, I think. I still can't fathom what the hell is going on. It was nonstop action, y'all. Three hours long. I know you guys been hearing, you know, the movie's really long, but I promise you guys it's not as long as it seems. It goes by really fast. Um, you have to watch it a few times, honestly. I've watched it three times. I think the first time was to, you know, of course, we'll see what the hell's going on. Get that, let that hit your soul. The second time was to analyze it a little bit. And the third time was just to just take it all in again and just enjoy it. And, I, man, I think... It's one of the best Marvel movies, probably the best Marvel movie. I like Infinity War a lot too. That could be another. That could be a conversation for another day. But I just wanted to talk about um. Let's go into my top five moments, y'all. What Endgame? I think uh, we'll go backwards. When this is gonna be the title of our episode today, when uh, Tony Stark's daughter told him, "I love you three thousand. and I thought that was a beautiful moment. Um, I'm not a father, but just that. Just that connection, you could really tell that, you know, this is what Tony always wanted. Tony always wanted, I guess, a normal life, and he kind of, you know, they moved on. It was five years later, and now he's married to Miss Peps, and he has a daughter, and he really, um, he you could tell he's adjusting to this life. When he's doing the dishes, and just, uh, he's kind of, the, the, the game's still calling his name, you know, he still has that itch. He still has that, he still can't rest, of course. So I think that's what, um, 
that leads me to one of my other moments. But I think with the fourth moment, the fourth most uh, memorable moment for me was Thor's beer belly. Uh, to see Thor in a different light was really fun. Uh, something that I didn't I didn't expect that at all, to be honest with you. Uh, just the beard and him being drunk the whole time, and just him being that comic relief at certain times when we need that comic relief was really great. I thought that was well done. I hope they keep him. Uh, with the Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, if you guys, in, um, spoiler alert again, he gives up his um, his reign, his throne, so he's no longer the king of Asgard. So that's gonna be real. That's gonna be really fun to see how they uh, continue that story. And also with this, with that, with that story with Thor, um, one of my favorite moments also in the film was when he interacted with his mom again, when him and Rocket went to go retrieve the Infinity Stone, and he was able to talk to his mom again in that time travel. And just, you know, I think just getting that last moment with her and just telling her how he felt, you know, and just uh, her just reminding him how great he can be and how what great uh, things he can offer the world. And uh, just they, she knew that, that this Thor was going through something and just... Um, and I think he did want to tell her, you know, that she was gonna, she was gonna die. But of course, the blood she said she's, you know, she comes from a bloodline of witches. So uh, just to see that moment was really, uh, that was different, you know. I think they did that was well done. Renee Russo, she looks great for her age. So it was great to see her in the movie. Um, they did that a lot. That's another thing too. I think that's not one of my mo top five moments, but just seeing the ancient one interact with um, Bruce Banner, Professor Hulk, that was fun as hell, man. Um, just seeing them go back into time. Uh, uh, you know, went to New York when they went to Asgard. Um, that was fun uh, to see. You know how the whole the Hulk was a great comedy relief at times. Also, uh, Scarlet Witch and Vision. I wish they kind of had more in this movie a little bit too. But I guess they're gonna have their own Disney series. So that was fun. You know, uh, just to see all these characters come together again was really fun. I think the climax of the story, the that final battle scene was really, really dope. But let me go back to the top five moments. And the second most memorable moment was the beginning of the film. We started off fast. We started off with the damn, like, fuck, I can't believe that happened moment, you know? So when Hawkeye was, you know, teaching his daughter how to how to shoot that arrow, and when I, I'm thinking when Donald snapped that finger... His family disappeared just to see his reaction. Um, that confusion, that was real. You know, that was really something that I think that's how I would react. That state of shock and that disbelief. So that was really how this film started. It started off with a bang. Started off with, damn, this is how that snap affected everybody who was not in the first movie. So to see Hawkeye evolve too, just from, um, you know, he's never been a major, major player, but this film and also Ant-Man, those two are one of my, um, one of my, I guess, uh, they were most over, the most, uh, most shocking involvement in the story. I didn't know if they're how much of how involved they were going to be. So to see them um, get their shine is really great. I know Ant-Man has his own movies, his own solo films, which I love. But to see Hawkeye in that role too, and just the new look and the new disguise, uh, the new um, the new attitude he had, you know? So it was really good to see that. Um, in my number one moment, I'm sure this is everybody's number one memorable moment from this movie, is when Pepper's told, you know, Tony, you can rest now. Uh, before, spoiler alert, before Tony passed away, when Tony got killed um, from the Infinity Gauntlet, he's the one that snapped, snapped, and he, he got rid of Thanos and his army. Thanos, sorry, the Thanos, Thanos. I want to say Thanos, okay, Thanos. Um, when he got rid of his army, 
So that was really my childhood, y'all. It's like, this is where I started with, and this is how I'm going to end. And to see Tony's demise on screen, uh, I'm not going to lie. I think I cried every time I've seen it so far. Uh, that was really well done. His funeral, just to see all the characters come together for his funeral. And, you know, the you know, when to proof that Tony Stark has a heart. I'll never forget that. It was one of the biggest moments in cinema film history. Don't kill anybody says. Marvel. Bravo, man. This is a 21 films. And they, you know, they, they put these 21 films together for this movie. For these last two movies. Everything came together. Um, I don't think we're ever going to see that again. It's really impressive. It's a genius. It's a... Uh, it's something I don't know if anybody could ever duplicate. I don't know if this next phase is gonna be able to top this um this era of Marvel. I good luck. I remember, I'm always gonna be a Marvel fan. I'm always gonna reach. I'm always gonna uh, watch these movies. I'm always gonna be a fan. I'm always gonna be you know. I'm always gonna catch that first viewing, that Thursday night showing. But to top what's been going on in the last 10, 11 years, I don't know if it could be done. I don't know, but um, those are my top five moments, y'all. I just wanted to get into uh, expectations. I think, man, I, I put a poll out, and it was unanimous. I think only four people said it wasn't, it was a dud. And like 65 people on my, um, my Instagram poll said it was really good. Everybody loved this movie. I love this, I love this movie. I love Infinity Wars and Endgame. I love it. It met my expectations. Like I said, I love that Hawkeye, Ant-Man, um. And even Nebula, they all got a chance to shine on this one. Nebula was something that, uh, she was a character also got a little bit more um, involved in this story in Endgame. Rocket, I think Rocket really let his his his, um, his experiences, everything he's been through, just knowing that he lost his only family and that fuels him. And you could tell with his interaction with Thor when they go back to Asgard, he's telling him, you're not the only one who lost someone. I lost my family too. We got to get together. We need the best you to show up. That was really great. Ant-Man coming back um, after five years gone, just being stuck in um, the quantum realm and how that brought together everything and how they were able to travel and just getting Tony Stark back in the game also. Um, Captain America you know, at the end, that's another one, too. It wasn't my top five moment. I think I knew that was going to happen. Um, but just seeing uh, Captain America become an old man and, uh, you know, handing his shield over to Sam Falcon. I w I'm not going to lie, y'all. I was kind of hoping he would have gave that to Bucky Barnes. Just because of the history and Buck, you know, he's been along for a long time. He's, he's one of those guys who's been alive 70-plus years. I think it would have been a better, um, for me, it would have been better if, but got that that uh, that shield, that Captain America shield. But hey, I'm all for Falcon being the new Captain America. I believe that's the way it is in the in the comics. So that's always um that's gonna be fun. I think again, I think they're having uh I think Loki, Scarlet, Vi Scarlet Witch and Vision, uh Bucky Barnes is Sam, um Black Black Widow again. Black Widow when she when she dies also that's another big moment, y'all. We could talk all day about big moments, but they're all having their own series, so that's fun. Um, that's gonna be really interesting. I'm, Disney Plus is gonna come with the punch. Disney Plus is gonna come to compete, and it's gonna be really really interesting how they're gonna um conclude these stories or further enhance these stories with some of my favorite characters, you know. So I think uh, I, if you guys have not seen Endgame, sorry if I spoiled it for y'all, but you guys need to watch that, man. That's it's a really good story. It's um, it's an epic conclusion to an epic series. Uh, 
if you're emotionally investing in these characters like I am, you're going to be really happy with the outcome. And kudos to Marvel, man. You guys did... Uh, I don't think anybody doubted you guys, but I didn't know if they really thought you guys could pull this shit off. Um, you guys exceeded my expectations, in my opinion. Um, it was great to see these characters who don't have their solo films get their little, get a little bit of shine. You know, get get to show who their um, what their motivations are, what their characters are, and just to see them overcome this, man. Just to see, uh, just to see them take down uh, Thanos and his crew. That was fun, man. I wish uh, Black Panther had a little bit more involvement. I wish Captain Marvel had a little more screen time. Um, kind of wish. Uh, Star Lord had a little more time, believe it or not. But I know they got their part. You know they got they got their shot in the Infinity Wars. But just I that just me, especially Captain Marvel. Not saying she was a letdown. No, we this was a this was a goodbye to that original six for the Avengers. But it just would have been. I think we built up Captain Marvel to be um, one of the most powerful characters in the series in this in this universe. But uh, she did contribute. Of course, she got Tony back to Earth. She was one of the last people to um you know attempt to stop Thanos, so she, you know, she did a good role, but it was just, it was, I expected a little bit more from that, I think that's, if, there's, if I did have any disappointments, it would have been that, but I think at that point, I'm just nitpicking, but again, just go watch this, man, go watch Endgame, The Avengers, I'm not gonna be, uh, disappointed, it's gonna be really fun to watch, um, speaking of really fun to, uh, not watch, but listen, I had a poll this week, y'all, uh, we had in my opinion, the three top albums uh, the last few weeks, we had a few to choose from. And uh, we're going to go with the first one. I think I was surprised, actually. A lot of people were not feeling the new Schoolboy Q. It's called Crash Talk. Uh, this is going to be his fifth LP. I don't know if you guys count the mixtapes. I count the mixtapes, so maybe it's fifth or sixth. Uh, Schoolboy Q dropped that this week. Again, it's called Crash Talk. And surprisingly, I put a poll up on my Instagram. A lot of people were not feeling it. They gave it a dud. It wasn't unanimous, but it was a good margin. Um, I'm gonna. It's not his best work, y'all. I don't know. You know how it is. Uh, rappers can only talk about so much, and they can only talk about the same thing so many times. Uh, Q has been that rapper for me. He's always came with great music, great body of work. Uh, Crash is a 14-song song. It's only 40 minutes long, y'all. So it's about 14 songs. Um, I'm going to say it's a pass. I'm going to give it two thumbs up. I'm not going to say it's a dub. I'm not going to thrash it. I'm not going to say it's whack. Like it's anything of that nature. I'm a big Schoolboy Q fan. There were some songs I could live without, you know. Um, and I know I'm going to probably take some heat. I didn't like floating. I didn't like water. Um, with Lil Baby and with 21 Savage. I love Chopsticks. I love Num Num Juice. I love Lies. Uh, Gang Gang Tales. Uh, Die With Them. Crash. Those, those are good. Those are good. Um, those are good joints. Some good singles. Um, Attention's okay. I'm still trying to get, I'm still trying to get into that. Um, I would recommend it for you guys, but I have to go with the people. The people do say it's not worth the listen. The people are saying that, uh, it was a letdown. It was a dud. So if we're going to go with what the people are saying, you know, I would give it a chance. So just give it a listen see what you guys think. Another project I want to listen to was Still Summer in the Projects by O3 Greedo and DJ Mustard. This was 11 songs, about 38 minutes long. Um, I gave two choices. It was Free Greedo. That means, hell yeah, we'll listen to this. And option B was, who in the hell is that? 
And honestly, y'all, option B was the winner. A lot of people who don't really know who O3 Greedo is, um, just to break it down, this is what I know. I'm not the biggest fan. Um, I caught on late. I caught on real late to O3 Greedo. I know he's from Los Angeles. Um, I know it takes a lot for some people to really get into his style of music. I guess he is a mumble rapper, but I love it. It's so catchy. It's so hood. It's so real. You could really... um. I think he called, I, I forgot what the hell he calls his music, man. There's a, I think it's called Trap, um, I forgot, it's, I want to just call this some trap music, it's really good trap music, um, he has some good stuff, Trap House is really good, I love that Cut Wasted with, I, with YG, that's a great song, I've actually got that song requested a few times during a few gigs, um, I Bet I Walk, Twisting the Lens, In the Morning, those are all good songs, you know, and again, it takes a while, you gotta remember, this man isn't no J. Cole, he doesn't, um, He's a freestyle rapper. He's throwing on anything on wax. He's in his, you know, and if he, if it sticks, it sticks. If it doesn't, he's going to keep pushing. That's kind of the way the, what we do here. You know, we're throwing ideas out all the time. And if they, you know, if the people like them, they like them. If they don't, then we just keep pushing. You know, it's just a failed experiment. I think this is one of those albums Um, just to keep his legacy alive. He's locked up right now. I think he's about doing, he's doing a 20-year bid. So just to see him, you know, dropping projects and seeing all these rappers and the hip-hop community support him, it's really, um, it's really important, man. And I know I'm not here to fan O3 Greed or anything of that nature, but um, as an artist, I love him. Uh, but the people, the people weren't feeling it. Let's be honest. Um, again, still some of the projects. You guys definitely, uh, if you if, if that's not your style, it's not your type of music. You know, it's fine. But check it out. People were not feeling it, but uh, you no, know, we can't love everything. But I was, I was tuning in and uh, shout out to Greedo Free Greedo. Uh, one of my favorite albums this year, y'all. Uh. I think Boogie too. Uh, I think Boogie dropped at the beginning of the year. That's one of my favorite albums. But one of my favorite albums this year is called Ventura by Anderson Pack. Uh, a lot of people were actually feeling this one. The polls, you know, the polls don't lie. Uh, the people were feeling this a little bit more than Ventura or a little bit more than Oxnard. Uh, again, just for the clarification, I know a lot of people, um, you know, some people haven't heard of Anderson Pack. He's uh he's under Dre's umbrella. He's released a few projects before he got with Dre. He was on like Compton album Heavy. He's been on the Games album. He's been on Kendrick's latest album. Um, he dropped a new album called Ventura. He's from the 805. So shout out to 805. Man, um, I love this album, y'all. I probably listened to it about three, four times this week just so I can get a good grasp of it because I knew I wasn't talking about it today on the podcast. Come home. That's the first track on this album. He kills it, man. The beat, the beat's beautiful. But you know who comes with the crazy verse, the crazy guest feature? Andre three thousand. Andre three thousand is really uh spitting some knowledge for y'all, some love. I know we have the love, we we have some lovey dovey people who listening. So to hear Andre really come out, he's spitting his flames, and he has some gems on there, man. He really has some wise words. Um, make it better. That's the second track on this one. It's what's the great Smokey Robinson. And if you didn't know what Smokey sounded like, you would kind of get confused. You'd be like. Okay, who the fuck's Anderson Pack and where the fuck's Smokey Robinson? These guys compliment each other so well. Uh, I'm not saying Anderson Pack's a better singer or anything on nature or in the same realm as Smokey Robinson, but they complimented each other so well. And just to hear this, it's a feel good track, y'all. It's something you could listen to with your lady. You could listen to, um, you know, when you just want to vibe out, you want to have a mellow, a mellow, you know, a mellow, a mellow scenery, a mellow, um, 
you know, it's a mellow vibe, man. It's and it's a great song. Uh, honestly, there's so many. There's a lot of great, great songs on here. There's only eleven songs. These three, these projects too. That's another thing, y'all. With these projects, they're not a long listen. They're not gonna take all day to listen to. They're only forty minutes long. Um, if you guys could choose a couple, I would say listen to "Make It Better," uh, "Reaching Too Much," "Come Home," yada yada, "King James." Um, and what can we do? And what can we do is a crazy, it's a trip too, because you got Nate Dog on that one. So they collab a little bit. You could tell that um, it's a little, uh, it's forced a little bit, you know, but I enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed this one, and I did enjoy Vint uh, Oxnard also, y'all. Um, a lot of people, I've been reading a lot on these reviews that, you know, a lot of people weren't feeling Oxnard. That was that was the um that was the album that was before the Anderson Pack dropped this year. So he's been dropping albums. He's dropping he's dropping material, y'all. I think that's one of those things you gotta let the artist be the artist, man. Just let him um drop what he's feeling at the time. We can't I know we live in the world where everything is um we live especially in this time this time of age or this um this time and social media it's so uh we're dropping an album in two weeks we're not talking about it no more it's so uh what's the latest greatest what can you drop next uh we really gotta think that's one thing we have to stop doing y'all we have to start appreciating these bodies of work and take them for what they are you know we gotta we gotta let them sip a little bit let them marinate a little bit on the on the, on the soul on the music brain on the music ear um that's one thing that as a dj you really appreciate because you're going to be playing some of these songs for a long ass time for a long period period of time so uh there was some cuts on um there's some cuts on oxnard also that was really feeling that i'm still playing uh anderson pack is one of our he's a he's a great musician y'all he's not just a great artist he's a great musician also um i'm not saying he's like prince but this man plays a lot of his own instruments he's a he's a he's an entertainer he's a great songwriter uh and you can hear he has a great voice man so and he can make you feel that shit in your soul he's coming from the gutter he's coming from uh, where we come from so to hear someone really represent that really well is always a, a breath of fresh air um again that's gonna be ventura anderson pack y'all check that out uh another thing i wanted y'all to check out it's been six years and i can't believe this man i remember the first time i've i heard this mixtape it's, it's considered a mixtape acid rap chance the rapper it's hit his six year anniversary a few days ago and man this is one of the um this is my introduction to chance the rapper my favorite work so far, I think this is easily my top five mixtapes of all time. Uh, when I first heard this album, it, it introduced me to a whole different style of rap, man. It wasn't that game-banging shit. It wasn't that killing shit. It, this was that that backpack rap on a different level. It wasn't anything like Com Common or Kanye or Most Death, but it, it reminded me of that a lot. Just the beats he had on here. I think um, I, I don't know if you guys ever listened, but you guys can go to datpiff.com. Um, I'll post the link on there also, just for you guys to tune in. I promise you guys, give it a chance, man. It's called Acid Rap by Chance the Rapper. He has, um, there's 13 tracks on here, man, but I promise you guys, every song on this damn mixtape is a banger. You can't skip over these damn songs, man. Um, Pusha Man, Cocoa, Cocoa Butter Kisses with Twister, <laughs> Juice, Lost, Everybody Something, um, the interlude, that's love, that's a great interlude, y'all, favorite song, that's with Danny, uh, with Donald Glover before, um, the, well, I guess a little bit before that, you know, he really, he really blew up before Atlanta, before coming to America, um, he has a cut with Action Bronson, he has a cut with Ab Soul, 
um, Chain Smoke and Everything's Good, probably some of my favorite hip hop tracks ever. Um, again, if you're expecting that, you know, game begging, money holds clothes vibe, you're not gonna get it with this album. But it's something that you guys should definitely check out. It's six years old. It's one of my favorite fucking albums of all time. It just spoke to me, man. Just that was the time um, I was going through a lot of shit in my life. So just to hear um, someone something f- f- refreshing, something that spoke to my soul. It was really, really dope. Um, he's from the she's from Chicago. He's from the shy. He's not your typical shy town rapper. Um, he's put on a lot of great work since then. I'm not gonna knock his new stuff, but. This is the best chance the rapper you're ever gonna get. Um, you guys should check that out. Again, I'll post that. I'll post that on the on the link on the STS podcast. And again, follow the STS podcast at STS podcast six six one. That's on Twitter and Instagram. And um, give it a chance, man. Acid rap, chance the rapper, one of the best body of work um, in hip hop, in my opinion. I'm really excited to um, hope. Hope you guys uh, you guys listen to that. I would love some feedback from that. Um. It's Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo is on Saturday, y'all. So you guys know what happened with Cinco de Mayo. Besides the Modelos and all that fucking, you know, we're having fiestas. It's boxing weekend, y'all. It is fight week. We have Canelo Alvarez versus Daniel Miracle Man Jacobs. And and I put a poll up on my Instagram. And, yeah, it was unanimous. Everybody picked Cinnamon. Canelo Alvarez. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. Before we get into Daniel Jacobs and what the hell he's done in his career, man, um, let's give Canelo Alvarez his fucking props. Um, I think the man's 28 years old, and I'm not going to lie. When he signed this epic, monumental, record-breaking deal with DAZN, I was expecting this cat to fight bumps or, you know, just to take bouts that... um, that you know, that wouldn't challenge him, that wouldn't make him better, that wouldn't push him to the limit, push him through um that glass ceiling, you know. Uh Canelo Alvarez is fifty one and one, two draws. You guys have to look at this resume, man. Um again, he's 20, 28 years old. He's fought GGG twice, Julio Cesar Chavez, Amir Khan, Miguel Cotto, James Kirkland, um Landy Laura. Uh, and Gulo, that was really one of his, um, that was a great belt. Um, in my opinion, I know that was after the Floyd, um, the Floyd loss, his first loss, but he came, the last few belts, man, um, he's been really fucking people up. Um, of course, he lost to Mayweather, he's fought Austin Trout, Josecito Lopez, he's beat, um, Shane Mosley. Um, that's when, uh, Shane Mosley, I believe, was, uh, one of his first, uh, his um mainstream fights, his crossover fights, that really put him into the that you know where he's at now, and on top of that uh that that boxing mountain, and again he did fight he did fight uh, Rocky Fielding, he did win that. Uh, there was a it was a TKO in the third round, but he's gonna go against Daniel Jacobs, y'all. Daniel Jacobs, man, I don't know if you guys really um a lot of people don't understand who the Miracle Man is. He's from Brooklyn, New York. He is 35-2, and two, y'all. And you guys have to remember, this man has only lost to... He's, he, his last loss um, was against GGG. Uh, that was in 2017. So that's going to be really interesting, y'all. But again, let me just... um Again, I, I, I have this written here in my notes. Credit Canelo. 
Canelo is about to unify these middleweight titles, and I talked a lot of shit about the man for you know having to catch weight, you know, to catching GG at catching GGG at the latter um, stages of his career, but he is fighting the best, y'all. He's fighting um major players in his division. I know with the GGG fights, you know, those law conspiracy theories on that, but at the end of the day, the man won. Um, he everybody put in front of him besides Mayweather, the man has beat. So now he's gonna go against Miracle Man Daniel Jacobs. Again, he is 35 and 2. He is one of the middleweight champions. Um and you know he's the IBF middleweight champion. I think I and I feel Daniel Jacobs on this also. He's been treated like a fucking challenger. He's been treated like he's been disrespected several times by not just Canelo's camp, by just the boxing media. They um we had they tend to forget. This man did lose to GGG in 2017. Um, the last time he lost was in 2010. So the man's only lost two times in the last nine years. Uh, again, he does not. Uh, I, we can't. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie, y'all. Daniel Jacobs is beating uh, Sergio Mora. He's beating Peter uh, Quillen, the Kid Chocolate. And at that point, y'all was 2015. Uh, Kid Chuck was unbeatable at that time. He came through and fucking gave, he whooped that man's ass. Knocked him out in the first round. That was his coming out party in my eyes. Um, of course, he's beat Sergio Moore a few times. Uh, he gave GGG a run for his money. That is why I am picking Daniel Jacobs to win this bout this weekend. Yes, I know, probably everybody says it, you're crazy. I know I'm crazy, but... My money is on Daniel Jacobs. Um, he's a he's a, he's a great fighter. He's an orthodox fighter. Um, he will continue to bring it. He's a smart fighter. It's gonna be a chess match. This is gonna be the ultimate chess match again, y'all. Um, I think Canelo has something to prove. Canelo knows that he has to um he has to impress in this outing. The last few matches, you know, he like I said, he fought um Mr. Fielding, Rocky, knocked him out of the third round. He had the split decision. He had that draw against GGG, and he you know had that majority decision against GGG uh, the last few years, but people were not giving Canelo his due. So I think what Canelo needs to do is he's going to have to be a warrior. He's going to have to knock this man out. He's going to have to punish this man if he's going to get the decision. Um, of course, we're in Vegas, so the only way to beat the champ is to knock out the champ. You're going to have to beat the champ. Jacob is going to have to beat Canelo. He's going to have to outbox him. He's going to have to punish him. He's going to have to give out more than Canelo's giving out. Um, it's going to be a real good matchup. Yo, I'm really, really excited for that. I think it's, it has the potential to be a classic. And I don't say that often. I fucking hate the word classic and anything. It doesn't matter if it's boxing, music, life. Daniel Jacobs, Canelo Alvarez. This is going to be the Cinco de Mayo brawl. This is the Cinco de Mayo matchup. This is the, what boxing's all about. It's a Raza sport. So Mexican fighters stand up. Latino fans stand up. But I'm still going with the Miracle Man. He's going to pull for another miracle when he beats Canelo Alvarez this weekend, y'all. So I hope you guys tune in. I believe it's on the Zone app. I don't know if they're going to have it on pay-per-view. I have a wedding this weekend. I'm going to miss it. But I'm going to catch it on the Zone, the app. So that's going to be really fun. Let's see what happens next week's episode. We'll definitely recap that. Um, I put another poll out. Also, we have three fights that I want to talk about. It's real fast. We're not gonna go. We're not gonna go deep into that. Like I just did. Um, like I did with Canelo and Jacobs. Uh, I think uh, it's gonna be in July sometime. It looks like they announced Manny Pacquiao versus Keith One Time Thurman. Um, the people selected 
the people picked Manny Pacquiao. I put a poll out for these fights. Pac-Man won the poll unanimously. A lot of people didn't pick Keith one time Thurman. Pac-Man right now is in a good spot. He's um an, an old wrestling term, but he's the old head, you know. And, you know, these old heads, they do fight these new young stars to put him over. Keith one time Thurman, this is his chance to for mainstream stardom. I know he had, a, you know, he had some great fights with uh, Danny Garcia. And uh, he had some great fights with uh, Showtime Sean Porter. But this is going to be his biggest bout to date. This is how he's going to get over to the mainstream. Um, and this is the perfect time for him because Manny Pacquiao, he looked great, man. Manny Pacquiao looks great against Adrian Broner. Like I said, Adrian Broner is not on the level of Keith Thurman. Keith Thurman's a better fighter right now. Keith Thurman's a more consistent fighter. But Keith Thurman has came through in those big moments, y'all. Keith Thurman will come through again. I believe Keith Thurman will beat Manny Pacquiao. I'm not saying Manny don't have a lot left in the tank, but age is a factor. And Keith Thurman does, you know, he didn't fight for two years. He had his last fight against Josecito Lopez. He got pushed to the edge a little bit, pushed to the limit. He has a lot to prove. He still has, he's still um, fresh. He's he's well-rested. Keith Thurman comes in. I think Keith Thurman knocks out Manny Pacquiao, believe it or not. Um, let's see if he has that dog in him. Sometimes I think a lot of, a lot of people um, discredit Thurman for not having that dog in him. Um, if he wants to win this fight, he needs to have that dog in him. He really needs to show out and um, prove you know everybody wrong because a lot of people have Manny Pacquiao winning this fight. Another fight I want to discuss was uh, it looks like Showtime Sean Porter and Errol Mandown Spence is going to be fighting pretty soon in Dallas, Texas. I think it's going to be um, at the end of the summer, maybe early fall. This is going to be a welterweight showdown, y'all. Probably one of the best fights in boxing that can be made right now. I'm a Showtime fan. Um, the people on my poll, they selected Showtime Sean Porter to win this bout. And I can give you guys a good argument for both. Um, Errol Spence, of course, you guys know he uh, just defeated Mikey Garcia. And it wasn't a fucking, he didn't break a fucking sweat. It wasn't, um, he didn't take a lot of punishment. Errol Spence is one of those fighters that don't make mistakes. And if you want to beat a fighter like that, he has to make a mistake. So to beat a fighter who doesn't make a mistake, hoping he does make a mistake, if that makes sense, is really, really hard, y'all. It's really hard to, um, to dissect a fighter like that, to defeat a fighter like that. And if anybody could do it, man, it could be, it may be Sean, it may be Sean Porter. Um, again, he likes to smother his fighters. He will, he will, you know, double jab to get inside and he's going to make you feel him. Uh, Sean, Sean Porter, he got, you know, his last fight against you guys, I think he got away with one. I thought you guys had the upper hand in that one. Um, but Showtime Porter, he has a legacy. He's all about, you know, he's a student of the game. He knows what's at stake. And I think Errol Spence also, they know what the hell's going on. These, this is, it's not that unstop that, you know, that, that, um, that David and Goliath. It's not the unstoppable force against the in, immovable object. It's nothing like that, y'all. It's not that serious yet. But these are two great fighters in their primes. But unfortunately, and I'm a big Showtime Sean Porter fan. You gotta know this. But I'm gonna have to give Spence the edge on this one. I think Spence is gonna pick him apart. He and, and if you guys seen Showtime's um bouts against Broner, against um, Thurman, he tends to let himself go and he doesn't um he takes risk, unnecessary risk. He likes to um he will push it to the limit. He likes to uh, take those risks in order to get those big big punches and land those big punches to you know to uh take advantage of his opponent's mistakes and I don't think it's gonna happen this time. Spence is really patient. Spence will dissect you. He'll you know he'll he might take five, six, seven rounds to do that. And I think the youth and uh, the intelligence and the ring IQ is going to overcome that recklessness that that Porter has shown at times. Um, 
I'm going with Spence, y'all. I'm going. I have to go man down. Uh, I believe Spence is the best fighter in the world right now. He's a smart fighter. He's an intelligent fighter. He's once, he's once in those generation fighters, uh, and his time is now. So man down does win this fight. I'm not gonna go against the people. The people had Showtime winning. I do not. I believe Spence will win this bout, and I'm really excited to see that. Um, Another bout, I, this is just for those boxing enthusiasts, man. I don't even know if uh, people fucking know who this kid is. But Anthony Joshua is one of the heavyweight champions of the world. He's in a fight against Andy Reese Jr. And, man, uh, let's be honest here. Andy Reese Jr. is not a fucking household name at all. But he's a Latino fighter. He's a Latino heavyweight. He is 32-1, and I want to be honest with you guys, he has beaten nobody worth mentioning. <laughs> um, this kid right here, though, man, he's 29 years old. Again, he's 32-1, and one, and uh, he's about to face the IBF, WBA, WBO heavyweight champion, Anthony Joshua. Anthony Joshua is 22-0. The man is a fucking freak. The man is a strong motherfucker. The man is coming to fight. Andy Reese took this fight, y'all. And and I mind you, he fought on April 20th. So he's going to take this bout with less than two months uh, from his previous bout. That is so unheard of, man. You guys got to um, really give Anthony or uh, Andy Reese the destroyer. You got to give this man his fucking job. Just do. You gotta give him his props. He's gonna fight twice in less than eight weeks. That does not happen nowadays, man. Um, and just this is what happened. Uh, Gerald Gerald Miller. He was supposed to fight Joshua June first at Madison Square Garden. Jo uh, Miller failed three drug tests, y'all. And in my opinion, when you're so um, when you're fucking. You don't give a fuck about the drug testing system or the protocol or respect for the game. When you're just, you know, you're that delinquent with it, you deserve to be banned from the game. You're a cheater. You're, there's no, and especially these, this time of um, age in boxing, we cannot have this shit. We cannot have, this. the same thing with Canelo. Um, and again, I know it's the mate thing, but Andy Reese uh, took over Miller's spot. Miller failed three drug tests. Um, honestly, if it was my choice, if I, if I was playing matchmaker, I'm putting Luis Ortiz in there. King Kong Ortiz. Um, he's a little bit older, but he deserves the fight, man. He's a fucking stud, too. He's an animal. He's a fucking star. But Andy Reese took this fight. He has landed what they are calling the Baker's the boxing equivalent of the lottery. He hit the lottery, y'all. To fight twice in eight, less than eight weeks is a fucking hard task to ask. But when you're fighting, you're going to be in some big lights. And this is going to be Anthony Joshua's first outing in America. And he's a Latino fighter. Man, it's going to be really, really interesting, y'all. And, of course, um, I'm not going to front with you guys, man. I, wanna, I, I would love to go over Andy Reese on this one, man. Uh, I believe I want to be rooting for him, but my, you know, my heart's not going to overcome what my nose. Anthony Joshua's going to annihilate this man. So it's going to be really fun to see, uh, it's going to be really fun to see that, man. It's going to be really fun to see these boxing matchups. Um, another boxing matchup, I don't, it's not a, it's not, it's not a bout that's about to happen. It, it actually passed. Uh, it was Amir Khan and, uh, Crawford, Terrence Crawford fought last weekend. And ended in a weird way. Uh, it was a low blow in the, I believe, the sixth or seventh round. Let me just get confirmation real fast, y'all, because I just don't want to be wrong on this. But it was a low blow. It was a low blow. 
um, Terrence Crawford hit Crawford, or Crawford hit Khan with the low bro, and uh, they stopped the fight, man. I was really, honestly, really, really confused about that. Um, they gave him the TKO in the sixth round. Kamir Khan couldn't go on. Uh, he won the WBO welterweight champion championship. Uh, Amir Khan said he couldn't go on. Um, I'm not saying the man didn't get punched in the balls, but I think under those circumstances, man, you have to fight. Uh, you have to do what the fuck you have to do. This is your own. You never know. You may not ever get another chance at this, man. Um, you're in Madison Square Garden. It's 420, man. You got to make this happen, Con. You may never get another shot at this. This is a great opportunity. Um, Crawford. I had Crawford winning, man. Um, you know, big money on Conda if he was going to be an underdog overcome this. But a lot of people, you know, they were right. They were, they were, um... They were uh, they stand corrected. Amir Khan didn't stand a chance against this cat, uh, but it was really uh, it sucked for the fans, you know, because some of these people paid fucking pay per view money for this fight, and you, it didn't it it didn't satisfy me. And I I watched it on YouTube. Um, it just sucks, man. It really sucks for the fans. Uh, you gotta fight. You gotta be a warrior. Amir Khan's a fucking warrior. If he was laid out like he was against Canelo, fine. But you gotta take the punch and you gotta keep fighting. Shout out to Terrence Crawford, man. Really, uh, really excited to see him and Spence get on. Hopefully, they get it on soon. That's another. That's one of the biggest fights of boxing right there, y'all. But um, let's step away from boxing, man. Let's talk some NBA basketball. It's the second round of the playoffs. Oh man, uh, I just want to give. I'm not gonna go into his full details right now, but man, uh, it looked like the previous round. Uh, the Portland Trailblazers look like uh, a team to be reckoned with. Uh, they're right now in this is the second round of the finals. We'll just go off the let's go off the matchups here. We have the Blazers and the Nuggets. We have the Celtics and the um, Bucks. We have the Rockets and the Warriors, and we have um, let's see the Raptors and the Sixers also, and the Warriors and the Rockets. So we have some great matchups here, y'all. Um, the Joker, Zajic for uh, Denver. This man is playing out of his fucking mind, y'all. It's really, uh, it's been a really good uh, series over there. Uh, they knocked off the Spurs in the first round. So you got to give it up, man. You really got to give it up. Let me just look at some stats real fast here for y'all. Let me look at this real fast. Don't know if they're going to give me the box score, man. But uh, real fast, just with the Bucks, man. The Bucks, they were they played really well, man. If you look at these stats they have here, let me see if I get a box score A type. I don't know if they're gonna give me one. Yeah, man. Um, I think they had Boston, you know, sweeping these guys. But with Giannis, the Greek freak, is only had twenty nine and ten. Brooke Lopez contributed ten points. Um. Middleton had 28 and 7. Eric Bledsoe, which people really sleep on, man. He had 21 points. Uh the, the Bucks are something to be reckoned with, man. Bucks are here to they're here to fucking play. Uh the, the Warriors and Rockets. Uh Warriors are up 2-0. I don't know if the Rockets could pull this off. I'm really gonna I'm just gonna go with my selection. Uh I'm gonna pick the Warriors to win that series. I'm also gonna pick uh, the I'm gonna pick the Celtics. I think the Celtics are gonna beat the Bucks still. But then again, I think the Trailblazers are gonna come back and beat the Nuggets and the Raptors and the Sixers. That's a toss up, y'all. It's a big toss up. Um, it depends on how Embiid plays, honestly. 
Let's see what happens, man. I think I'm going to go with the Raptors, though. So, maybe Raptors and Celtics, and we're going to go with the Trailblazers and the Warriors. That's going to be my that's my final four, y'all. I hope I'm right. Don't quote me on this. I wish I could go deep into the to the NBA playoff uh, um, discussion, but I, get, I don't have enough time for that, y'all. I know um, we got a lot to cover today, but that's going to be my finals prediction. My, my NBA Western Conference finals prediction is going to be the Nuggets. Versus, I'm sorry, the Trailblazers versus the Warriors and the Celtics versus the Raptors. So make sure you guys hold me to that. That's going to be my prediction so far. Wonderful playoffs, though, man. We've seen a lot of um, good basketball being played. A lot of bitching, though. I don't like that. Be a lot of bitching on um, the officials, and sometimes you gotta give them you gotta give the officials some leeway, man. A lot of pressure, a lot of a lot of room for human error. Uh, let the boys play, though, man. You gotta, you know, we gotta give them a chance. Um, another thing I want to discuss with you guys, yesterday we had a big loss, man, a big, big loss in the film industry also, um, again, I can't say I'm a big, 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 big fan of music, I'm not a music, I'm not a movie buff at all, but, uh, John Singleton passed away yesterday, man, and if you guys, um, you guys are familiar with films, you guys love good movies, you guys know who John Singleton is, Groundbreaking director, groundbreaking. You know, I I can't believe the the work he put out by the time he was thirty years old. Um, he directed Boys in the Hood, Poetic Justice, Too Fast, Too Furious, Baby Boy, High Learning, Four Brothers. He did Shaft, Hustle and Flow, um, Black Snake Moan. Good God, Beverly Hills Cop. Just oh man, just uh, he had a fucking great discovery, man. Um, Four Brothers is probably one of my favorite movies ever. Baby Boy's a cult classic. Boys in the Hood. There's so many, um, so many rappers still reference this movie. So many people reference this movie as giving them hope. And, you know, this showed, uh, South Central LA to the world. It showed how, uh, the gutter. It showed, you know, showed the world how, uh, like Ice Cube says, they either know, uh, don't know, they don't care, you know? Um, so it was really, he was too young, man. He's only 51 years old. And if you look at this body of work, it's amazing. It's um, some it's some great work of art. Uh, John Singleton, one of those revolutionary directors. He's up there with Spike Lee. Um, you know, he brought, he brought black America to the mainstream American audience. He really showed everybody, you know, what the fuck was going on in the hood and what, you know, what the black man was going through at those times of, um, you know, during the 80s, 90s, when it was really bad in L.A. Uh, and he has some parade justice with Pac. Uh, Jackson, just a love, great love story, man. Four brothers. That was a really, you know, I can't, I'm not going to break it all down, but just seeing those four people, four different personalities come together for a cause, that was a great movie. Um, it looks like he died of a stroke, man. And that just hits me a little bit closer, y'all, close to the chest, just because my grandfather passed away from a stroke. So you know the effects. You kind of know what the hell his, his family's going through. It's really sad, man. Um, again, rest in peace, John Singleton. My favorite movies from the man. I'm gonna go with Boys in the Hood, Four Brothers, and Baby Boy. Baby Boy is one of my favorites. We could quote that all fucking day. Um, he had a great body of work in such a short period of time. Uh, I just want to say rest in peace to one of the best, uh, John Singleton. 2019 has been a rough year for us, man. We had a lot of losses this year. It sucks to um, it sucks to really see that, man. And you know, praise out to his family, and um, hopefully, you know, he inspires another generation of directors and movie makers to uh, raise the bar of what he set. 
So that's always going to be, you know, his legacy. He's always going to want to do his work now. So, just again, rest in peace, John Singleton, y'all. Another, uh, just real fast. I want to jump into, you know, last few topics. Going about 51 minutes now. Um, it's, it's finals week, y'all. You guys keep fucking pushing, man. We're here at the finish line. It's been a long 16 weeks. This semester's been kicking my ass. I think I stepped foot on BC for the last time this week. Um, I have my English class. I'm four classes away. I actually got my four classes yesterday. Thank God. Um, had the, had the priority registration at Taft. So it looks like I'm about to be done, man. So everybody else is on this grind, this school grind. Keep going, man. We got, we, you know, this is, it's not for the, it's not for the weak, man. You gotta be strong in this shit. You gotta be strong mentally, emotionally. Um, just, you got your, you know, you don't, you, I always tell people, you don't have to be the smartest person alive to finish college, but you do have to try. Um, it comes down to your effort. You give it some fucking effort, you're gonna pass. You give it all your effort, you're gonna do great things, y'all. So, um, everybody who's going through that, you know, those final grinds, you know, that final studying, um, that shit's always a grind, man. It's not an hour, it's not something you just look at and just say it's, it's gonna happen. You gotta put the time in, you gotta study your ass off, you gotta, you know, you're gonna lose some sleep this week, y'all. I'm gonna fucking lose some sleep this week. This is why I did, you know, it took a couple days to get this podcast out. Just because, you know, I had, we got a lot of shit going on, uh, school's a big priority of mine. Um, but everybody who's, you know, going through school right now, going through the college grind, good luck, y'all. Pass those fucking classes. Let's make this, let's, let's end this 16 weeks strong. Let's enjoy this vacation. If we got summer school, let's knock it out. We coming back in the fall. Enjoy this break, man. Um, I had, you know, I got some gigs this weekend. Got Amanda Rios' gig this weekend. That's a wedding I'm going to do. I really, I'm really excited for that. Again, the thorns last week. I'm getting really better at this DJ thing, y'all. I'm getting, I'm getting real comfortable. I'm getting real, um. I'm getting confident again, man. I'm doing some good gigs right now. I'm getting I'm getting out some good material. I hope you guys listen to the EC3 composition. That's going to be really uh I'm trying to be, I'm going to be more consistent with that, releasing new mixes, challenging myself. You know, like this week I had 90 to 93 um beats per minute. Um that was just that that was just the area I wanted to, you know, showcase some of my skills. Uh my guy Rob, shout out to DJ Bass and Lodi. They came through this weekend and just soaking in game, man. Just uh this showing he you know, he showed me some, my guy Rob showed me some things on the ones and twos. He's a great DJ, he's one of the guys I looked up to in the DJ game. Um so I'm I'm just getting game, man, just getting better, working on my craft, y'all. I think that's everything in life, man. You gotta work on your craft. There's no such thing as um perfection. You're never too good. You're never um satisfied with your skills. It's with everything else in life. You gotta keep getting better. There's always room for growth. You gotta keep pushing, man. You gotta keep wanting to get better. And I think right now I'm in a good spot, my DJ luck. I'm trying to get better. I will get better. Remember, book me now to make your next event memorable and affordable. DJ EC3 is here for you, man. I can't um, can't fathom how appreciative I am, how blessed I am. I I don't work often, you know. I just I work four or five days of the month, and I make you know make some pretty good money. Um, I'm blessed to be able to play to play music for money, and and just everybody who gives me um. The okay and they uh they the belief to uh to rock their event. I appreciate y'all so much, man. And I know a lot of people have been inquiring. I've been booked. I apologize. Uh, it's been really busy, but make sure you guys hit me. The sooner you guys get the date, the sooner we'll work something out. We're gonna knock this out, all right? We'll, and um, I hope that I get to rock your next event. Um, uh, just one more thing I want to discuss real fast, y'all. This is gonna be my uh 
This is my topic of the week. This is going to actually be my topic of the week. Again, we're going to name this podcast uh, I Love You 3000, just in memory of uh, the Avengers. That movie was, uh, again, that movie was really, it hit my heart, man. It made me uh, feel a certain type of way. And just something that you guys have to remember too, man. Uh, another thing about the movie, your past is your future, your future is your past. You have to watch the movie a few times to really get a grasp of what the hell that means. But I really hope um, you guys watch Endgame. This is episode 9, y'all. And I just want to give um, some advice before we come to the conclusion of this podcast to those who are down but will never out. Um, I've been seeing a lot. Some of my friends, man, they've been going through hard times. And, you know, I lift. So a lot of these people I pick up, man, they're going through hard times too, y'all. And I just want to tell everybody, keep your head up, man. Um, I know maybe our today or yesterday was was shitty. It's really bad, but you gotta remember, man. In life, it's not about um how many times you get knocked down. It's about how many times you get up after you get knocked down. Um, I think I said this a few times. Um, it's man or woman to show the real character of a man or woman is to see how they react to the bad times when your back's against the wall, when you feel like you know all the chips are down. You have no chips left. You're going all in. And it could be anything in life, you know, losing a job, losing a girlfriend, um, going through family struggles. I see a lot of people, you know, they don't have cars. They, you know, they get sick. They lose everything, man. But I always try to tell people and just try to tell my friends, you got to keep pushing. You're going to either be the have or the have-nots. And we are going to be the haves. We're going to bounce back. We're going to, um, it's about keeping that positive attitude, y'all. Again, you got to look at this glass called life. You got to look at this bitch half full. You always got to remember somebody else always has it worse. Um, if you look at this shit half empty, you look at this shit as a negative Nancy or you want to be a you want to be pessimistic about situations, you guys have to keep pushing, man. There's no way you, if you think bad shit, bad shit will come to you. If you let those negative vibes out in the universe, they will follow you, man. I know I'm not a big um not big on religion, but I will be big on God in the universe. God in the universe provides for those who seek positive vibes and if you keep your head up man you gotta keep pushing you can't let this shit call life get you down man and i know you know we all have struggles we all got bullshit we got and we all got problems we all got uh we all got uh, obstacles we need to overcome but the best way to overcome those obstacles is to keep pushing keep your head up man you can't worry about what anybody else is doing in your life it's nothing people like to do is to um really pay attention to what others are doing around them you know they they kind of they uh, they envy them they uh they want what they have they uh they're jealous uh they're really um they're worried about people's fucking thing people's own fucking um sorry but i just give it a passion when i cuss they're worried about what other people are fucking doing and not worry about what the fuck they got going on in front of them you guys gotta have tunnel vision man you guys may not have what you guys want but you guys have what you what you need you guys got this life that's all we need and if, as long as we wake up every day is a new day for your day one it's one thing y'all can't ever forget man every day is a new day for your day one so that means you can wake up and make change that you need to make now, I'm in the same boat. I'm not perfect. I try to practice what I preach, man. So, you got to keep this tunnel vision. Who gives a fuck what anybody else is doing around you? You have you have a good foundation. Use that foundation. If you don't find it, if you don't find it, make your own, man. Be your own shoulder to lean on. Be your own crutch to lean on. You guys have to keep pushing, man. There's going to be bad days. This shit called life is not easy. But then you have to remember, there's a lot of people who can't do what we do, and that's live. There's a lot of people who wish they could live and still do what we do. 
and that is a chance to um to overcome obstacles that's a chance to um grow as a person and i think the only way we grow y'all is from the l's and from the losses and from the bullshit we don't grow just from winning 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 we grow from the losses we grow from the setbacks we grow from the um from the from the expectations that were not met so that's really important you guys got to keep your head keep your head right um for me it's just to keep keep make sure that i'm um I'm focused. Um, no bullshit. No outside uh, distractions. That's how I stay focused, y'all. Um, and uh, again, if y'all need, I'm not a fucking advice. I'm not no counselor or anything like that. But if y'all need some advice, man, let me know, man. I'll try to give you whatever game I got because I've learned a lot of game in my life, and that's from my setbacks, L's, and learning from people who have fucked up. Um, again, y'all, this is the STS podcast. This is episode nine. Follow the STS Podcast on Instagram and Twitter, STS Podcast 661. We have $20 STS Podcast shirts. You guys need that. Let me know. This is Ernie C., the Gap Tooth Genius, and we're out.